Adolf Hitler, Jeffrey Dahmer, Paul Pot, Aaron Rodgers. Evil has many vessels, and thankfully, this pod is not one of them. On today's podcast, we discuss the least valuable non-special teams position in the NFL. Yes, yes, the running backs. Um, Basically, we give a rundown of our top 10 running backs, and we discuss the Dalvin Cook contract situation. We also start scouting for future NFL punters, because the AFL Aussie Rules is coming back, and we discuss the worst starting QB rankings list we have ever seen coming from Kian Fahey, who's an absolute mong and I want to get blocked by him on Twitter. Anyway, here be that intro. And welcome into the today's podcast of the world of new sports podcast on today's episode we are sponsored by jameson irish whiskey uh sadly our previous sponsor the famous grouse has uh, caught us adrift after matthew's harsh criticism of the brand but yep. uh we find a new nest pretty quickly just like the famous grouse itself <laughs> well said Connor. well said beautifully said on today's podcast we're discussing the shite replaceable position that is running backs uh, so we'll give our top 10 list of all our top 10 running backs and we'll also go on about uh, Dalvin K- Cook. Uh, he saw clearly saw what Melvin Gordon did last year and says, yep, I want to fuck up my season just like him. Advantage is that right now he's only fucking up Zoom meetings. Hang on, this yeah, is true, the worst time. We finally started, now my mum's calling me. Oh. <laughs> you guys talk, you guys talk, filibuster. <laughs> right well Dalvin Cook looking for originally thought to be 13 million a year which is pretty fair for him and then is now looking for Christian McCaffrey money it's been quoted at 16 million a year which is Are you sure? Apparently that is what he's looking for he's looking for 16 million a year The quote what, what I saw I saw was people saying that he he's not looking to get paid as much as uh, McCaffrey or yeah. um, or like Zeke He's willing. He's like. He's looking more for something to the tune of like, like nine or ten. Well, see, that would be if he was only looking for nine or ten. Absolutely, throw the money at him. But I think people were saying it would be reasonable for him to ask to up to, but not including thirteen. And then someone came out and said, "No, he wants the big money," which is not reasonable yeah. at all. Uh, for, like he's not. He's a good running back. I actually really. He's a very very good running back, but. If he's going to be in free agency next year, you don't want to risk that with the people that are going to be up for grabs as well, like Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt. Apparently. Yeah, there's 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 a huge list of people who are going to be um, free agents next year. Yeah, it's like someone this year's tweeted out, and it was like it was seven seven or eight really high tier guys who are yeah. going to be free agents very soon, and it I looks know. like stiff competition. Saying, and if they're all up for grabs, you're not going to say, well, you're going to say, well, I can wait and pay as good a running back more next year if they're free agents. Yeah, then. yeah. That's, the, the issue there is is for, for Dalvin Cook, he has very limited leverage because yeah. it's it's just that there's, there's saturation now at the position of running back. There's, there's a lot of players who are around the same level of ability and because there's so many of them, 
um, and there are just generally a lot of running backs in the league, it makes it very difficult for one person to say, well, hang on, I'm worth this much. So Unless also, you've got something really unique, that's a hard oh, yeah. case to make. Like, like there's a lot of running back, put, like, what is it, committees? Like, where you just Our have... Running backs by committee, yeah. Yeah, where there's just too many. Like, and it's natural because you don't know how many hits somebody can take naturally before their body just gives up for a while, so you need to be able to replace them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the league has definitely transitioned away from like the the era of the the star running back. Yeah, is is I think well There's and no truly in the rearview anyway. mirror. No, no more bell cows. Yeah, lads. So the the universe is clearly working against us today. Why? Just to do a pod. There's my mum going. Oh, you gotta go make dinner. You gotta go all do us here because we're all away. Yeah, I'm brave enough to stay. Say I'm still living with me, with my parents. Yeah. I, so am I. Better. I'm more than happy to admit that. <laughs> Fucking loser, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, was going to say, I knew that was coming, but then I still have brave. I was going to say, <laughs> before we go into running backs, we sound like you guys already went. So we got t- two bits of news. One, Aye. the AFL is back. I did not first know that. game started last night. The shrimp has been put on the barbie as Australia <laughs> has reopened to the footy. I'm actually excited. That's I love big contact sports. I return. love the AFL. I love Aussie organized world. violence is the best. That's what AFL I say. AFL is is really good crack. So we're a yeah. we're, we're a Magpies podcast. That's the rules. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, we're Magpies. I don't know about that I've said it here, lads. I I'm I'm the the grand like Matthew said yesterday. I'm the chancellor. So uh, <laughs> you all <laughs> listen to me. I was going to say Magpies, but I forgot the word. I actually own a, a Melbourne football club a fan flag. Traitor. Really? <laughs> yes. To be fair, I have a Chargers flag still that from the that day we went to the game in Wembley. That's Gold Coast Bulldogs or Western Bulldogs. I don't know my AFL teams. There's a team called the Magpies. I don't even know what part of the town or the country they're from. They're probably from Melbourne because there's like nine Melbourne teams. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. actually yeah. mad. If you ever go to Melbourne... It is probably the most sport mad city that you'll ever see in your entire life. I'd love that though. I like just every bar is a sports bar. I was having a conversation with an Australian girl one time. Aye. And I kept she was from she was from just outside Melbourne. And I kept trying to talk yeah. about like yeah, you know, we were talking about sports and I was trying to talk about rugby, so I'm not gonna do yeah. the accent, but I'm totally gonna to do the accent. <laughs> yeah, none of us none of us like the rugby. Good what time, was that? None of us. No, 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 fan of the rugby. It's all about footy or whatever. Wasn't far off Welsh, Connor. <laughs> yeah, I was able to. She complimented there. me on my accent when I was making fun of her at the time because I was, I was doing because we were talking about the Simpsons Australian episode as well. I know that painted oh, an awful image, but apparently the Simpsons Australia episode is is a absolute classic of the Simpsons. Yeah, it is. That's, that's going to be top ten Simpsons episodes. It's up there in the boot. Yeah. I'm going That's to take right. this to the president. Oi, Jared! <laughs> no, it's the prime minister, not the president. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's mad that uh, one of the Australian prime ministers just went in the ocean one time and just drifted off. Yeah, and they, they named a swimming pool after him. That is so, so cool. Mad critical. lads. The Aussies, mad lads. <laughs> So Classic it's, a whole fucking, it's it's absolute mad lad nation down there. Oh, I, everyone's a everyone's yeah, I, a everyone. It's 
you say it straight yeah, and everyone's a cunt. And that's a term yeah. of endearment. <laughs> the one thing, the thing about the rugby in Australia is the rugby union is more of just like a national thing. Like Australia yeah. versus New Zealand and rugby union is a big national thing. In terms of like club play, rugby it's union league. isn't so, yeah, it's rugby league. And it's not down in Melbourne. It's up in Brisbane. Mm. Um, and Queensland. even then, they have the whole, it's like half country versus half country game. I think, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the west of the country versus another part of the country in rugby league. The it's east? like an all-star game. I don't even know if it is the east and west. Like I the just, west, I, the west coast of Australia is like just a few dunes of sand in Perth. I'm just trying to think. There's not much else. It's like a it's rugby, very nice rugby trees. league. Oh. Anyway, that's what you you can expect all this chaotic madness from the AFL going forward. Also, yeah. uh, like we said, uh, some Fenian did a terrible quarterback list. <laughs> I won't name the Absolute. I won't name the site because I can't remember. Absolute it. travesty that list. It's the worst list ever. I mean, I like the oh, ambition of putting uh, Ryan Tannehill number six. That that was kind of funny. <laughs> I think that's obviously Ryan Tannehill had an amazing season, but he shouldn't be top six. But he also had like Drew Locke at twelve. Then they saw like twelve or thirteen. Uh, Lamar was have, first. Didn't he have like Joe Joe Staley or someone like that? Well, Joe Staley's a tackle, so I doubt it. <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> was no, Joe no, Burrow. no. He he had he had someone who was a tackle in like the top ten positions. Oh, oh no, this yeah. is this is an ESPN. Someone? Yeah. yeah. That's the ESPN uh, draft. But this guy as well on the Irish well, is side. This, a different, it is. this is a different shit draft. Yeah. This guy, oh, Christ, even, this guy even referenced that ESPN being like a terrible article because of how bad uh, because of how bad they valued positions. Then, oh, it should have been all quarterbacks then. Someone else. Then Aaron Donald yeah. or something. But anyway, also, and I so would say, he what made is his he, own. Where, where do you have Russell Wilson as well? He, I know he was fifth. Oh, he was fucking low, man. It was very low. <laughs> oh my god, Russell Wilson was fifth. But like, meanwhile, Stafford is number twenty. Saying, "Yeah, oh, no, the fact that Stafford, Stafford was so low is, is also... a below average career quarterback. Who, uh, and you can tell, definitely see that they're moving towards a run game to minimize his mistakes." That made what? me vomit. I oh. actually got angry at that. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> it was a bad. So this led to me doing my own quarterback list of all thirty-two starting QBs, which I will now read on the podcast. I actually have All no right. problem with that. Gone ahead. And we're on. Let's go do it quick. You can start me at any time. Thirty from thirty-two to one. I got Jared Stidham, Mitch Trubisky, Fair. Justin Herbert, Fair. Teddy Bridgewater, Fair. Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Josh Allen, Danny Dimes, Tua, Rivers, Minshew, Joe Burrow, Sam Darnold, Jimmy G, Goff, Kyla Mowie, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Big Ben, Ryan Tannehill, Breeze, Prescott, Cousins, Rogers, Watson, Stafford, Lamar, Ryan, Wentz, Wilson, Mahomes. That's that, I have no actual problem with that really. And that's the bottom line. Because the Connor only thing I'll say there so. is it's harsh on Josh Allen, and Do it's a little bit it nice but- to Baker. Uh, yeah. Josh, other than that, Josh Allen is harsh on accuracy as he beats <laughs> Josh the ball Allen. Has made it look very good by Christian McCaffrey having what? a lot of receiving what? yards. That's Kyle Allen? Not Josh Allen. Kyle Allen. I He's got not on the list. Up. He is not on <laughs> he, the list. Teddy Bridgewater is now going to have him. 
he's going to have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. If, I, I saw, know Josh Allen's got a good arm. I know Josh Allen's got a big <laughs> arm, but he's not throwing the ball all the way to Carolina. I actually got. Co- I completely shot the nest there, boys. And <laughs> McCaffrey like take this actually, moment to retire from the world of no sports. <laughs> McCaffrey would actually be an awful uh, running back for Josh Allen because but, Josh yeah, Allen agree, is yeah. the lowest in the league in terms of attempted uh, checkdowns. Josh Allen has a tattoo across his back saying life's too short to check down and then he <laughs> prays to that god Literally, and fires the ball. On, on third downs over the past two years, Josh Allen is last with one check down on third down. <laughs> oh my god. Well that makes that that's like seems like sensible football, but at the same time, if everyone drops back, I understand. I think you two uh, boys it, talked about that last night. It was like It's insane. Like, so he, yeah. Josh, he, he is just hyper-aggressive all the time, and I kind of love it, but hes I don't think he's that good. Oh, he's, he got a golden ticket in Madden this year. Which he's not as good as... means he was good. Here's the th- thing. He was on a better team than Baker Mayfield last year, but individually he was not better than Baker Mayfield. I, I actually think that's a fair... Overall, his team did far better, but it wasn't just because of him. I definitely would not like him going forward. Uh, so what else was I going to go? All right, we're going to talk about running backs. I know you guys uh, touched on it earlier as I this, was this taken lad, away. I just really want to quickly. I'm just looking at this list now. This is the first I'm seeing of this, and this is fucking wild. Yeah. Oh, this guy wild. has got. This guy has got Drew Locke at thirteenth <laughs> overall. Yeah, it's hideous. Like a- Drew Locke. <laughs> Ahead of Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr. What the fuck? Oh, it was this quite is funny. just insane. Yeah, it's it's, it's it made me feel competent in my insane. knowledge of the NFL. This guy like, gets it made paid. Me feel like, yeah, like, he put Jared Stidham ahead of Tua. Oh, where, where where does that like, make sense? Ian Fahey. Trying to find his name on Twitter so I can try and get blocked by him. Let's say <laughs> any of our listeners, all tannies, go get him. Let's dox this boy. <laughs> I think to dox someone, you need to have more than like five people. No, because then five people could have 50,000 accounts each, and then. I mean, it's. There you are. And the fact ask. he's got uh, clearly one spot below Stafford is Mitch Trubisky. You know, so they're obviously on the same tier. I'm having to accept cookies off this bitch to go look at his list. So offensive. Drew Locke over Kirk Cousins. That's insane. Uh, it really saddens Drew, me that Doc Teddy Prescott Bridgewater is fourth. Is number 11. <laughs> Doc Prescott is fourth, man. He's above Russell Wilson. And yeah. Ky- Kyler Murray at ninth, though. I feel like I, I underestimated him having him at 10. <laughs> I just, put just Kyler Murray at tenth to make sure I didn't have Wentz on my list. Even though Wentz probably could have been fourth or fifth on my list. Matthew, you just clearly put... sabotaged the rankings. Yeah, when Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> at fifteenth is a bit mad. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Patreon. Oh boy, he's got a Patreon. Christ. Do you want to? I'll subscribe you to your Patreon. Just to hurl abuse at him. <laughs> I just, I'm just confused as well. In his in his picture for his his piece, he's got a picture of Big Ben. Big Ben, <laughs> and then he's gone and put Big Ben like 
more than halfway down his and Big Ben is number 23 on this list why would you put him as the, as, the, as the head picture of the article if he's number 23 and you're slacking him off Mitch Trubisky is, to, is ahead of him like put a picture of Drew Locke and then just have be done with it just make the list Drew Locke 32 times if you're that enthusiastic about it Oh, why uh, is Joe Burrow? Uh, Burrow replied to his article on Twitter. What in the name of all that is holy are these rankings? That's very polite. You could have got Joe uh, Burrow I, is I've not a, a unless I just skipped him. No, I, w- I won't put any obscenities. I'll be nice to him. Oh, Joe Burrow. He's clearly uh, soft in the head. Anyway, or maybe he's just a real big fan of. Annoying or maybe people. he's trying to get clicks. Yeah. Big Ben, because we all know he famously got a haircut. <laughs> Big deal. And then having having just Russell Wilson in fact. Uh, I know it's not as bad as how low he is. It's going to make but... everyone mad. Let's go to running yeah. backs and yeah, talk about how yeah. they're getting mad for not getting paid. So, Dalvin Cook. Cook I go Dalvin for Cook. Dalvin Cook. Dumbass. He wants to, he's trying to hold out now because he wants a reasonable contract. Some reports are saying he wants reasonable. I don't know what that means, but others are the saying he wants people near. are saying it's around ten to thirteen million a year. Even then, oh, it's still a lot. Like that would be a hike, then, but that's a reasonable like, ask. On, maybe eight or nine. Uh, but like some are also reporting that he wants something similar to what Christian McCaffrey got. Yeah, which is obscene. Which is obscene. I like obviously, him. Christian I really McCaffrey liked got Cook. paid way too yeah. much. As well. Well, Christian McCaffrey is very valuable to the Panthers. I know. He's their best you know in what, two positions. Actually, you know what would have been more valuable? Trading him to a team for a couple of very high picks, and then drafting other players at other positions. True. That would have, have ended up being actual, more valuable. They could have got a wide receiver and a replacement running back. Yeah, they very could have got a wide receiver and a defensive tackle, and then just picked up an undrafted running back. Well, they probably could have drafted a running back. Like you don't even need to draft a running back. But you can't. Raheem get, well, Mostert I know, and Damian Williams were both undrafted. I think Philip Lindsay was also undrafted. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but like at the same time, that's like saying you don't need to draft a wide receiver. Adam Thielen was undrafted. No, because yeah, a lot of the best wide receivers are guys that are taken in the first round. Yeah. Running backs, it's a crapshoot, and then the guys that are taken in the fourth round and fifth round and who are undrafted end up outperforming them. And people's think, careers are lasting like two, three years sometimes at their peak, and then they tail off. And you have guys like Le'Veon Bell who oh, yeah. do all this great stuff, and then they switch teams and like did average. Yeah, well, they also all of a sudden you just one behind one of the best O lines in the league. Yeah, and then Le'Veon Bell. The st- like, look at James Conner's first full season. Whenever Le'Veon Bell sat out, he was just behind the Steelers, and he just tore shit up. Yeah, he was just as good. Yeah. Which again is an argument for not paying a running back. Yeah, true. So that's why it's, next year is going to be insane as well because uh, yeah, it's the, contract year for what is it? Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, uh, Derek Henry, Chris Carson, uh, James Connor. Yeah, probably some there's other like good 19 ones. Yeah, there's a lot. Around 19. And but there because, is there is double figures because of how many good ones out there. Everyone's going to lowball, going, yeah, well, why would I pay, why would I pay uh, Alvin Kamara this amount when I could pay fucking Chris Carson a tenth of, of that? Yeah, that's the thing. And Well, Chris Carson, I would say, is underrated as well. He could do He's well. He's underrated, but last year did him no favours because of all the fumbling he did. 
Yes, I agree. Yeah, like six or seven fumbles. Like what is he, Daniel Jones? Find this. Yeah. So I'm trying to find know. this list I found of all the free it was that tweet. They tweeted out all the free agent running backs coming up. And it's mental. Anyway, I think Alright then, should we should we move into our list? I say we can, right, as we say we can just cut straight to the chase and we do our top so 10 running we gonna, backs. Are we gonna go are we gonna go one at a time or are we gonna go straight to like ten to I mean, ten to five or something? I'll say I'll say we do ten to five, but we can actually we know stuff about these. So yeah. we can actually talk about it. Aye. Go on then. So hang on, ten to five or ten to six? Ten. Uh, yeah, t- ten to ten to six. Yeah. Right, I'll kick to... off if you want. I right, go for it. Go on ahead. All right. So number ten, I've got Todd Gurley. Fair. Guy who is really good when he was playing with the Rams was an absolute fantasy cheat code. Um, just great production. But Nick. And he's had a few problems recently because it turns out that he is uh, secretly a seventy-eight-year-old pensioner. Yeah. Who rides his bus to the bingo parlor after games? Uh, yeah. So dealing with the arthritis thing has, has cast a bit of a shadow on his, on his uh, his past season. He's gone to the Falcons though, and apparently the Falcons are having a great time with him so far. Like they've heard nothing but good things well, out of the Falcons. He's only so. just been allowed to, to fly out there to complete his medical. Yeah. I do think he could see a lot of very good production at the Falcons, so I do like the idea of him there. Like, he could be back. Because he did look like Todd Gurley again towards the end of the season. Like, he was very good uh, in, at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, he did so. pick up again. I yeah. picked up towards is, the end of the season. The thing is, you can't use him that much. No, you do well. He can't take many more hits. Yeah, there's like, and an if there's a 17 there's a, game season, there is a, he, if they even if they knew they were probably going to try and trade him or release him, they would have ran him into the ground last year. Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah. Is there is there something to be said that Todd Gurley has an advantage over other running backs because when he's like you know when he's trying to make a break through the uh, through the the line, he can uh, he can hit the linebackers over the head with his walking stick. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> Just kind of shove them out of the way. I mean, he's or you can have one of those, one of those Walker things with the tennis balls on the front, like a Carl and up. I was about to say he's going full Carl and just knocks a cunt out of some light bars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, that's uh, fair enough. Actually, I would, I would say he's yeah. an honourable mention for me more than a top ten. But yeah, I, he it, it's very even, arguable. He wasn't even an honourable mention for me. <laughs> Oh, For right, me, right. I'm 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 thinking of it in this situation of, I I if I was just ranking these guys based on how they did in 2019, he would not make the list. Yeah. But if I'm ranking based on how I, I think I... these guys could perform next year, anyway, number nine, okay. Austin Eckler. Sorry, lads, me, me Muller again. Causing <laughs> <Pausing> chaos. <laughs> oh no, I'm leaving now. So, oh, I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Beautifully said. Jesus Christ. Right, number down. nine, Nick and Austin Eckler. Yeah. Number nine, Austin Eckler. Not much to say. Uh, he uh, basically uh, picked up Melvin Gordon, Melvin, uh, Melvin Gordon by the scruff of his neck, and sort of like cartoon style tossed him out of the gates of the town and then like dusted his hands off he, and walked away he captain phillips did of just yeah, i'm the yeah, captain I'm now i'm the captain now <laughs> yep 
And you know, if you can do that to Melvin Gordon, you're pretty good. Uh, also, very, very good as a uh, as a pass catching running back. He is fantastic on checkdowns. He's good at making a man miss. Does a good job. Yep. Uh, number eight, I've got Aaron Jones, the goal line machine, who has been kind of just doing okay for himself and, and has, has had some very good years of production with the uh, with the Packers. Um, despite the fact that Jamal Williams is kind of hanging around and like trying to eat his leftovers, like Aaron Jones will be like half done with a sandwich and he'll sort of turn around to like pick up his can of Coke or something out the fridge and he'll turn back and there's Jamal Williams trying to finish off the sandwich like creepily like while he's he's not looking it's uh it's a weird thing that they got going on up there but then it's it's i don't know it's working for the team so there you go number seven nick chubb i don't know not a lot to say he's nick chubb it's very good good. he's pffs pretty good number one running back yep which which i think is, is is kind of kind of insane from from pffs because they're going by rushing yards, they're not taking on their kind like I mean, they're, the they're going or... no, they're going by literal just you know on a per snap basis. Like the one issue with Nick Chubb is that they don't use him as much as other running backs on this list. Yeah, but you got to wonder like, is there a reason for that in training? Is there like, are there things that he he can't do that? Because this is this is the, my my one deal with PFF is I f- I feel like PFF have this thing where it's like okay we, we're grading guys on every snap, but you're only seeing someone you're only grading them basically on the, on the snaps that they can attempt. So yeah. if a player is purposefully not being schemed into certain positions because of how the coaching staff feel that they perform, i.e. they're a running back and they're not being given certain types of routes or certain types of runs because the coaching staff don't feel it's appropriate for them as a skill set or they're too limited in that area, then PFF are not going to capture anything of that limitation. They're just going to see him doing the things that he's supposed to do and they think, okay, he's great at that, great scores. But... It, it sort of it creates a situation where I, I, if the coaching staff know what they're doing, then this guy can potentially have like I and and again I'm not like running a lot of data here. This is just like a conjecture, Fair. but I feel like there's a lot of potential for someone to be like artificially highly inflated if they are being limited by the coaching staff rather than by how they've actually been performing um, in my, games. Like and, my argument to that is that he plays for the Browns, yeah. so there's a chance yeah. the coaching staff <laughs> don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, that's very possible. Okay, who's who's next? It's definitely on your possible. List? Uh, then uh, number six is uh, yeah, um, Cook. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, big so, You know, yeah, the uh, the big money man himself, or uh, want to be money man, the money man. He's doing okay. He's, he's had some he's had I think two really good seasons in a row now um, and this past year especially he's been very good uh, particularly in, in fantasy a very strong option last year uh, yeah, and, yeah, well, uh, yeah. and now having all these contract issues like, talent wise he's as good as anyone but he is also quite injury prone so he, yeah. he more or less missed his entire first year after four um, it was like two was it two games or four games but he, he had like four, four amazing games and then towards ACL, yeah. and then the second year, he was week to week in hamstring issues, and even in this past year, he was injured towards the end of the year. 
Like, he hasn't played yeah. a full season yet. The most he's played was this year, and he played 14. And to be fair, he got production out of them 14 games, but he, he hasn't played a full season yet. Anyway, so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. go with my 26 uh, next. Uh, number 10, I got uh, the real Arn in Green Bay, Arn Jones. Obviously, a touchdown monster. Uh, you know, guys, they only got him for a fifth round pick. Yep. which shows you can get them anywhere and yeah uh, works really well behind the uh, elite O-line that Green Bay also have and yeah this he, is true. he led they the league in touchdowns last department. year uh, number 9 I got Joe Mixon uh, super yeah. super super talented super talented plays for the Bengals yep. so sucks to be him uh, yep. number a few, a few injury concerns on Joe Mixon as well uh, He's he spent a little bit of time out Although last year, solid. Uh, yep. uh, number eight, I got uh, Mr. Derek Henry. Uh, obviously, he led the league in rushing yards last year. Jesus Christ. I just heard <laughs> his big jet. Someone's <laughs> slamming the door in my house. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> Could be Derek Henry. Say, why the fuck oh, am I at number eight? <laughs> I <ranked him in. laughs> uh, Derek Henry wouldn't get through my door. The size of him. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Derek, Derek Henry, uh, like we say, he's the he's the safest man during this pandemic because he couldn't catch it. Uh, so he's a very uh, first and second down running back, uh, which yeah, which is grand. But he is, I think he's a bit of a product of his he's a product of Situation. his uh, system. Plus, he's yeah. only had one good year out of four, and that year has been fantastic. But I would honestly, say it's it's. The rest of it has been it's not so much really mediocre and disappointing. It's not so much like a, a one good year as it is a stretch because he he had he had a breakout game, not like this season but last season. Uh, he had a, he had a yeah. breakout and game towards the end of last season and then was great. It's been great then. since then, but that was like near the end of last season. That was like in the fantasy playoffs. So I think it was like week 14, 13 or fourteen. Yeah. So before that, the two and a half years uh, since he got drafted, it was under pish. You had the fucking yeah yeah that you had a shell of Demarco Murray that he couldn't beat out, and then they had Dion Lewis as the main guy for most of the season. Yeah, and for a big bruising running back, he's shite in terms of like short yardage situations because he is slow so slow at building up the speed. His acceleration is bad, but his top speed is great. So he actually takes forever to hit the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I think it's his momentum more than anything else that is. He does. Uh, Once he builds valuable. up ahead of steam, he's tough to take down. Uh, number seven, I have uh, Josh Jacobs. Nice. Very, oh, fuck, I knew I forgot someone. <laughs> very, uh, yeah, very good, very good. Uh, for some reason, they don't like to throw him the ball, so hopefully they throw him the ball for my dynasty team. I will very much appreciate that. Uh, yeah, he's. A, I think he led the league in terms of tackles missed last year, and he was only, you know, he's only a rookie. Yeah. So yeah, he was. Um, good. He was. He was voted uh, rookie of the month. Something like three months in a row, he was rookie of the month. Oh, and they gave rookie of the year to Kyler Murray inexplicably. Um, well, Gardner Minshew was voted Pepsi Max Player of the Week, like ten weeks of the the year. And where was he? Oh, I mean, come on, Nick. Anyway, number oh, no. six. Fucking I have a uh, hoverboat somewhere in the Florida Keys. Fighting with an alligator. What's the what's the, what's the term for him? Sohan Sohan, but then it also has fucking moms in it. So 
you know he's an absolute <laughs> mouth hunter anyway uh, Delvin Cook at number 6 exact same position as Nick uh, I'll just reiterate he could he if he was healthy he might be in the top 2 yeah if he could stay healthy that's who good I think he is anyway Matthew right well number 10 I have Joe Mixon because well it could very much be higher I feel like 10 might have been a bit harsh for him but it's very good year very consistently good at everything kind of decent amount of touchdowns near while he's scraping on the door 10 touchdowns in the last two years rough enough rookie year he only well he played in every game but he got only about 600 yards but over a thousand the next two years doesn't really catch the ball a wild pile versus receiving yards well I've lost them but not too bad overall 1400 yards from scrimmage very good he's just also on the Bengals you'd like to hope that with Joe Burrow he might see a bit more production or might just do a bit better in that scheme quickly moving on to number 9 I believe it was Nick also had Austin Eckler at number 9 yep who I just it was kind of the first name I wrote down actually it was Austin Eckler at number 9 he does do well enough rushing but he's only got 500 and odd rushing yards compared to the 993 receiving yards so he's very much there for the check down but he also was very good after he catches the ball so 42 first downs receiving 32 first downs rushing like he's very good at just advancing the ball and that's kind of makes him valuable for me 11 touchdowns in the year as well not too bad number eight i actually have aaron jones who same reason he probably will be one of the best in the league or the top three in the league who just stay healthy but 19 touchdowns in the year joint leader in the league with another player uh 1500 total scrimmage yards he's he's very good he's very very good but at the same time if he's an injury concern you're not going to want him just in case um number seven i believe i have josh jacobs the Oakland raiders only had one year in the league and is still absolutely monstrous stats uh as you say everything about him's basically been said doesn't catch the ball much but then again Derek carr throwing in the ball uh but insane amount of rushing yards uh he's just very very good he's it's already been said about him why he should be there and number six once again dalvin cook I think he's our first. All three of us had him at number six. Yes, or, he's a consensus yeah. number six. It he's just he doesn't deserve the money he's asking for unless he's asking for a reasonable amount. But I think ten around the ten million mark he'd be worth. But sixteen hundred uh, plus yards to, for the season. He just wants enough to pay off his uh, his medical bills. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> he's not. Oh, man, he's not the healthiest man, but he he is like. He's doubled the amount, his overall scrimmage yards basically this year, just shy of doubling them. Ended up with thirteen total touchdowns. Very, very good. So, he's he's a useful player if he can stay in the game. There we go. All right, who's your number five, Nick? Uh, number five, I've got Alvin Kamara. Oh, on the Saints, who to me is. Just, just a, a huge part of why the Saints' offense can be as good as it is. 
because as much as we do all like accepting Connor on, on account of um, him being a weak noodled frail old man, um, as much as we all rate like Drew Brees like quite highly and we, we are quick to like praise the, um, the saints like receivers, in particular like Michael Thomas um, has been outstanding for, um, for a little while now. Um, it's it's a big part of the the Saints like game plan that they like they can also go to Alvin Kamara when they need to they can go to their their running backs and they've had a good running back situation for for a number of years now um, and it's really benefited their offense to like be really probably I would say along with perhaps along with perhaps the Cowboys I would rate the Saints offense as being probably the most well-rounded offense in the league yeah. Fair. Just in terms of their, they have like a very evenly like good players at all positions. I will say they don't have much in terms of receivers compared to outside of Michael Thomas. Haven't they gotten someone in? Um, they brought in just they, recently. They brought Jared in well. Emmanuel Sanders. And, so you guys love Jared Cook. I don't see. Yeah. I don't see the hype. But like compared to someone <laughs> like the, like it, like the what you might call them, the Super Bowl winners, the Chiefs. They just have weapons all over the shop. Yeah. That's just Fucking weapons on the Chiefs. Weapons on the Chiefs. Weapons on the pretty, uh what you might call them. I'm forgetting this is my senile moment of the show. The Ravens. Weapons on the Packers. All these well rounded <laughs> well rounded offenses. Anyway, go on, continue. Actually, is it my spot? I'm done. You, who did you yeah, think? Yeah, Kamara, was it? There. Yeah, yeah, Kamara. I'm not really paying attention. Well, my number five is uh, <laughs> is basically a less talented Kamara who gets much more of a workload, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, okay. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, obviously. Contentious pick. He's yep. top five. He's a top five running back. He's very no, good. Enough. He's very fair good. Enough. But his numbers do get inflated by him being the entire offense. And obviously, you know, when you're playing under Kyle Allen last year, who's uh, who obviously gets scared by popping balloons, where he's, he's going to use Christian McCaffrey more than anyone else, and he's going to go to that well quite a bit. So that's basically it. Just in terms of just overall overall talent, I'd rather have the, the, the four four names above him on my list. Than McCaffrey, like for instance, I think if Kamara were getting the the numbers and the workload that McCaffrey was getting, he'd be able to do the exact same, if not better. Yeah, fair. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced of that, but fair, fair argument. Right. Well, Plus for me, white. Oh, never mind. What? Yeah, I was trying to. I was actually trying to Fuck get him before Connor said that. Um. <laughs> yeah, we almost almost managed to like close the conversation before he took it to the see this this number five pick for me i thought was going to be controversial but after connor's i feel better about saying it but my number five is actually derrick henry oh thank god i thought you were about to say todd Gurley, (laughs) even though you already mentioned no todd Gurley was not mentioned but see derrick henry connor said has only had one good year but like last year he had over a thousand yards to be fair like i know that there 99 yards against the jaguars he did have 12 touchdowns in the year so he like he kind of did have his breakout year in his third year of his career but this year led the league in 
rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and was an overall monster and basically dragged the dragged the Titans kicking and screaming to the through the playoffs. Uh very, very good player. As Connor said though, doesn't catch the ball very much. Whenever he's throwing the ball though, he has a high rate of success. So whenever he's throwing the ball, I think he has a seventy five percent catch rate. But he's just a monster. So, so if he's he just caught wants three someone, out of the four passes that were given to him on screens. Yeah, he's actually, also uh He's also a pretty good, uh, pretty good passing threat. Yeah, I was going to say he also has a. He's the only person I think on the list from this point that has a passing touchdown in the playoffs. Maybe even full stop. Does he? Uh, does he not have a one hundred percent success rate on, uh, on passes? He's, he's uh, two for two in passing. The Mohamed Sanu of running backs, clearly. Yeah, but I think number five is fair from though because as we say, it's two big years, and it's because he's monstrously big. But as other people on the list. Other people I have above him as running backs with skill, not just being giant. I think before I have above him are better. All right. Okay. I'm trying to find his game logs from 20, 2018. Because, like, for the most While part. While you do that. For the yeah. most part, they're just incredibly mediocre. And then it just happens at the Jags game and then it just takes off. He did also have five fumbles this year, which is not a stat I even looked at for the rest, but that's alarmingly high. Because here's here's the thing. What you need to understand is that Todd Gurley was in the hyperbolic chamber, yeah, <laughs> for two and a half seasons or however long it took, and he has now left the chamber. And the reality is, he is not the same person anymore. And if you treat him like, like, oh, he's like some player. He's had like this many seasons, and he's only got this many yards per game over his whole seasons. Then you're being you're being an idiot. Yeah, you're being because way that's too not who there. he is anymore. Yeah. He's not the same man. He's a different goddamn person. And you can see that when you watch the games, he is not the same because he arrives and he walks up to people and they are jumping out of the way because they don't want their career to end because they got bulldozed by fucking Derrick Henry. Yeah. See, I, I see I see that more as the situation around him getting a bit better because the thing with running backs is that they don't, really improve they like literally they are uh they are good once they come into the league on like all their positions because it's like here's the ball fucking run as opposed to learning like root things and all that <laughs> i do think that's an oversimplification <laughs> of the uh, position but yes <laughs> i do think derrick henry if he yeah. continues going the way he's going will be considered one of the best in the league every year but if he i think one injury would be hard for him to bounce back from one big injury but it wouldn't surprise me if he goes to a place that doesn't have a great O-line and then you know he's actually getting hit uh, in the five minutes it takes him for a day from getting the ball to hit the line of scrimmage <laughs> I do think what you have is. to realise is that that's all strategy that's game clock eating strategy there <laughs> I mean he did tear apart that Patriots and Ravens defence which were both oh that was now the Ravens don't. Uh, neither of those have a good pass or a good uh, run yeah. stopping. I know, but the Patriots' defense were considered, or not considered, were the best in the league last year, Aye. and they were torn apart because of Derrick Henry. So you have to give them or some because of uh, Ryan Tannehill getting them up into a nice early, early lead, especially the Ravens game. Yeah, the Ravens, Ryan Tannehill yeah, the tore the Ravens apart, and then they just allowed Derrick Henry to run the ball, the uh, run out the clock. Which you need. That's valuable. That's top five running back material. Which is why you invest in the O-line. Which is why you invest in the O-line. You could... Connor. 
Connor, you saying you saying that like Derek Henry just like cleaned up the pieces. That's like saying that's like saying oh the the mountains a wee bitch because he just killed that one baby like dashed its head against the wall. He couldn't do crap against all the palace guards. He didn't have to because by like the time he got there, they were gone different. already. Yeah, but you could get anyone. He on, basically is the mountain. Anyone like he, he will, on this he top will, ten list can do that. I don't think so. Yeah. As long as you yeah. actually, as long but as can you they, have a good run. But game. can they pry a guy's skull open with their bare hands? In fact, you, you could go further, you could go deeper, you could find 30 people who could run <laughs> fucking run into empty spots. Eddie Lacey. That's who I'd want on my team if I was just crashing ball. A big thick boy. <laughs> it's, it's also Derek Henry is he, he's got the weirdest he has the weirdest body for a running back. <laughs> He's six three, and he has these thin twig-like legs and a what? hulking upper Give body. The fucking cheek, son. Do you kill anyone? I want to see. I'm actually looking this up now. Do you see but his these upper thin... body is a lot bigger than his his lower body, yeah, and that his shouldn't upper be body the case doesn't for make sense. It's like in, have you ever gone into Dark Souls and you're in the character customization menu, and they've got like these sliders for like body types, and you can you can choose an option to have like a like a, a thick torso, a massive thick torso, and then skinny legs. And you can have this person that looks like an like an upside down triangle. Yeah, just yeah. the dirty two. I've put an I image will say just Derek, in the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Henry's but it looks like it's a mismatch type thing. He looks more legs. like he looks more like a tight end than someone yes. who'd be able to put, like, like push for yards. But he can push for yards. Yeah, once once he has that fucking fifteen yards of running room. Then he can he also, I'd say I'd say he's better or not, but anyway, I think fives actually. I was I thought that was controversial as I said. I thought that was low, but anyway, we'll move on to number four before. Like we I kill said each other. before, I'd rather have Duke Johnson over Derrick Henry. Fair, but there's there's one thing to be said about the fact you can hand Derrick Henry the ball, uh, three hundred. I just times. want to check though. I just want to check. Are you sure you're you're talking about the right D Johnson who plays for the Houston Texans? I'd rather have Duke Johnson than David Johnson at this point. At the moment, yeah, I agree. Duke, Duke Johnson is Duke Johnson could be a better version of Austin Eckler. I just think it's and hilarious. He's just that not they being have, allowed. No one gives him a chance. Two, they have two D Johnson running backs yeah. on the Texans now who basically have the exact same like play ability and like, he thinks it's like the same the Mc- focus. He's imagining it's like the McDonald's Monopoly board and he says if I get all the D Johnsons in the league, I won fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bryan Bill Bryan's just the worst Bill Bryan he had his chance he had his chance to give Duke Johnson the ball last year and went you know what I'm going to pick up Carlos Hyde because Duke Johnson's That's short true, yeah. and he's only a pass catcher no no Duke Johnson is a fantastic running back alright okay anyway, so, that took me by surprise anyway anyway Let's Number end four. this conversation. New conversation now. Number four, Derrick Henry. Let's talk about Derrick Henry some more. Anyone wants to know our opinions on Derrick Henry, rewind five minutes and just listen to us all shout at each other again. Yeah. Basically, he's got all two, you need to know. He's got Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry were a character in Game of Thrones, he would be the mountain. <laughs> All you need to know, we're finished, we're done here, moving on. Connor. Fourth pick, Connor. Derek Henry would not be the mountain. I'm trying to think of someone in, who, in Game of Thrones who's big but kind of useless, but... Hodor. You know, is... <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Oh. 
Scott Hill. I mean, it depends. It depends whether Derrick Henry's also packing the schmeat. Because oh, we all know Hodor. <laughs> we know that Hodor, he's got him some sausage hanging up in the kitchen. My number four is uh, Alvin Kamara. Really? Yes, really. I know it's based on talent. It may be a bit low. I understand. But uh, Alvin Kamara is absolutely fantastic. He's got a stupid nose ring, but he's fantastic. Uh, he's got balance like a puma. You just can't knock him over. And he is better at fighting for extra yards than Derrick Henry is, despite his more petite nature. But he's better just not getting hit. I don't think he's better but even if he fighting does get for hit, extra yards. He's just better at getting extra yards because he doesn't get he's hit. He's elusive. Oh, no. Oh, he's that as well. But even when he does get hit, he gets his feet in the turf and he can fight for those yards. He uses these... He goes into like some sort of state where he doesn't have bones and starts just like forming body positions through gaps. That's what he does. You didn't see because I don't have a webcam on, but I was doing movements there. Those are, those are all <laughs> the positions of the Alvin Kamara Sutra. Uh, the man can do it. The man can do it all. Plus, he he runs more routes from a running back than anyone. He's what Duke Fair. Johnson would look like if you know he's given a chance. But I, right. interesting year contract year. You still shouldn't pay him as good as he is. Let him go to the Lions for nice and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be right, Connor's then. quote for every five three three player in every week. But go on then, Matthew. For my number four. I have Nicholas Chubb, second year in the league, had a massive year, Guess very good Matthew running back, very strong, uh, gets plenty of first down, so he's valuable in that regard, plenty of total yards, 1,700 or nearly 1,800 yards on his second season, has improved from his first season, so hopefully that continues or at least he'll stay at that high level. Oh, yeah. I just really like him. Uh, he he really improved, like hilariously improved from his first year where I'm pretty sure Hugh Jackson didn't know he existed. Hugh yeah. Jackson refused to play him and there was one game against the, I think it was the Raiders, where he ran, he had like three carries and it was like two touchdowns for 105 yards. Yeah, he only started nine games last year. And he only got those year. three snaps. Next week, same amount. Did not make sense. Then Hugh Jackson got fired for being shite. Well, his yards per game is also... Like five yards per attempt, you like that? Could get a first down in two two attempts. Uh, pretty decent, just overall. He's pretty quick too. I just really like him. He's also good at fantasy. He done well for me most of the year in fantasy. He had to fight out Kareem Hunt at a point, but uh, I think I and Kareem Hunt. I've seen that video. <laughs> video. Oh, democracy! That manifest. fucking threw me right off. <laughs> Uh, well, how's it going to tie into the conversation? Uh, just, what he, just, just what he shouted. This man just touched my penis. <laughs> I was, I was having a, a suckle. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was a succulent chicken breast or something. Yeah, I thought it was a Chinese takeaway he was eating. But anyway. anyway. It's a succulent Chinese meal? <laughs> That's what Nick Chubb is. Nick Chubb is a succulent Chinese. <laughs> succulent Chubb. Uh, I really like Nick Chubb anyway. He's going he's to be in the me. Kevin Stefanski offense as well, which is just what uh, Dalvin Cook is coming off of. Yeah. So get excited, boys. 
I really think Nick Chubb's going to be going to be a star for many years as well. He's just very, very, very good. My dynasty team is happy. If he, uh, do you think if he if he just if he grows a little bit, if he gets a little bit more experience from defeating a few more Pokemon, he can evolve into Nick Full Hard On. <laughs> just reach his final form. Yeah, at level sixty nine, he becomes Nick Full Hard On. But it's a you, you say it's a softness, it's the softness that uh, allows him to take all these hits. The suppleness. Oh my! Supple- no, we need to get away from the metaphor if it's taking hits now. <laughs> but it's when he goes into full stride, he becomes full on erect, and no one can. Yeah, it's really it's the ability to navigate the holes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's getting number, it's getting that elite three. penetration. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. Number three. Chub. Penis. Yep. Uh, <laughs> balls. Number um, three, my lord. My number three, I have got Zeke. Fair. Ezekiel Elliott, who definitely did not beat up some lady in the back of a taxi. One hundred percent never happened. He's 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 gravy. He's totally gravy. And Jerry will let you know in person if you need to be reassured about that. It's totally fine. No problems. He is good. Right. Yeah, just... um. Yep, so in my, in my mind... I'm, I'll explain this a little bit more then. Um, in my mind, I think that he's probably the, the second most talented just pure running back in the NFL at the moment. And that to me then puts him in, in the third position because of something I'll get into a bit later, but he is, he is absolutely supremely talented and he is absolutely amazing at, um, at making his way through, um, through the gaps in, uh, in the trenches. He does really, really well. And then when he gets into the open field, it's incredibly difficult to stop him he's basically the the um i mean if we're going back to our game of thrones analogies here it's like when uh you know when you've when you've got like an armored horse basically like running through it's like it's really like difficult to to uh to to get him like if he's if he's if he's in the castle you know like okay you can you can you can try and like pile some linemen on top of him like before he gets out the gate once he's out in the open he is gone yeah Jesus! Can you guys hear these? I heard that one, the last two. What years. is what is Daniel doing? <laughs> Daniel, my fears work. That means like the, the doors podcast. slam like that because like the windows open or something like a doors open. Yeah. And I'm just saying, what if my Aye. dog is running behind and my dog gets caught right in the middle? He will explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can hear the wee cunt now, so he's oh. he's not exploded yet. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, is it my Bars number three? I go on ahead. Ah, uh, well, it looks like the erection's coming back because it's Nick Chubb at number three. Fair. Could have been number three for me. Love but... him. Love him. All the talent in the world. All the talent. All the speed. All the Cleveland mm. Browns, sadly. But hopefully yeah. it's, yeah. A new, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. And check, er, check knob will do great. <laughs> In the, in the Kevin Savansky <laughs> offense. Right. My number three, and I assume this will be his lowest appearance, is 
as Nick called him, Quasimodo himself, Saquon Barkley. Uh, second year in the league, absolute monster, massive legs. Uh, but he has big meaty thighs. Like as Connor said, the inverse of Derrick Henry, if you were to believe Connor. But he has actually gone down in production. It's still a massive year, but he's gone down in production going into his second year. Not a good sign. Whenever they granted his first year was that and saying that he's going to have a bit of a dip, but that's just because he's he got just hurt. oh. Yeah, I was going to say he played. He did play in three less games and still kind of kept up with himself. Yeah, but he had a high ankle strain. You yeah, don't like ankle. the fact that the man ankle stuff. He's he's just very good at everything. But for me, the two people I have above him are more proven or and or more useful for me. But he's best basically he is the Giants' offense, so he's unreal and hopefully he continues. He stays healthy and. If he stays healthy, will, he will be the best running back in the league for many years. I will not accept this vile slander of Danny Dimes, the best, the best Eli Manning impersonator the league has ever seen. Oh, his his ability to hand the ball off is wonderful, but he throws a good check down. Eli Manning has never scrambled in his entire life. He is not Danny Dimes. He does have a. I'm, I'm talking more in the uh, in the appearance, in the appearances category. It felt to me like when they drafted him, and I saw him walk out there. It did feel to me kind of like they they just looked through all the photos and they've been holding them up like kind of like guess who style against a picture of, uh, of Eli Manning when he was in his mid twenties. And I was just like, okay, which one looks about the same? <laughs> have you seen the clip of Daniel Jones and Eli Manning uh, out clubbing? <laughs> Jesus, is that real? And it's, or is that... it's literally when you it's... say clubbing, I assume you mean like I know they're like with they're golf a, clubs or they're at a nightclub hitting baby seals or or something that I could actually imagine them doing. They're they're, they're at a nightclub <laughs> and Daniel Jones is standing there like his chauffeur or something like that, and Eli is obviously just winged off his tits, and he's like just he's he's just grabbing these tissues and chucking them in the air. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Try to find it now on YouTube. Anyway, anything else you want to say on uh, Quadzilla? <laughs> that's probably better. I do think, as I said, just as a sort of full stop at a conclusion, if he continues to play like he's playing, then within the next two years, he will be just the consensus best running back in the league. He will. There won't be any arguing with him. I'd say there's no arguing already. Oh. Well, clearly there is. I've argued Christ. Anyway, all right then. Nikki, you're number two. Oh, don't like that. Don't like Nikki. That's the last time we say Nikki. All right, going on. uh, Number two, I have got uh, Quad Among Men. (laughs) The one and only. The machine. The uh, the four by four. Christian McCaffrey does not have big. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I've got Saquon at number two, and he, to me, in my mind, Saquon edges out Zeke in terms of sheer talent. I think that he has higher ceiling. Um, at the moment, he also has a lower floor, um, and part of that is to do with um, what was mentioned already. That he had these ankle issues that came in his second year, and he um, he he did play still quite a few games. 
and he was very vocal during the season that he wasn't being limited by his ankle issues, that this wasn't affecting his play, that he was still the player he was before, that he came back 100%. And it's only after the season ended that we really saw a kind of admission that, well, actually, like maybe this did actually have some impact. And I think it's impossible to say that it didn't have an impact. I think we, you can definitely judge like the before and after of this injury and what it did to um, to his uh, his production last year and also to his uh, to his status as a number one uh, fantasy pick, yeah. which will really have uh, done the dirty work on some people's fantasy seasons last year. But that is the way of it. Yep, that is the way it goes in fantasy. Uh, but more to the point, I, I think he has the potential to be to be uh, to be the best. Absolutely the best, un- unquestionably. Um, but the reason that I have him at number two and not at number one is that injury and the 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 question mark, if you will, that it has put over his um, his season and over his uh, his future in the uh, not not necessarily his future as a, as a running back, because obviously like he's still performing at an extremely high level, but his his potential to be like the the just like the absolute best of the best is to me like in my eyes that potential is is somewhat affected by the fact that he's he's had that injury history and that we still don't know to what extent that is affecting him and whether or not he has has made a 100 percent recovery and if that rears its head again next year um, i think he may end up seeing some decline along the lines of you know guys like like david johnson who again was one of these guys who you thought he's amazing he's got so much potential he's like he's the future and then injuries can just can and more than any other position at running back injuries can destroy your career they are they are really something to be considered that's why you never anyway. pay running backs and there we go oh, we get back around Christian to the central theme. twist his ankle and his career is over don't pay your uh, your running backs loads of money because you will be left uh, you will eventually come a cropper, yeah. Um, and especially when there's that many guys coming off of their no, yeah, uh, their thinking. contracts next year. What if they? Anyway. What if they like just turn? They go, all right, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you're getting a bit older. We don't want you to play running back. We'll turn you into a slot receiver, and he's just retarded at it. <laughs> like, he just doesn't know what he's doing. But he doesn't like this. I mean, I mean, you think of like someone like Cole Beasley, who's a fantastic slot receiver. I mean, he yeah. must be. He's fantastic. So there has to be a lot of nuance to it. I think you play that specifically. Yes. It. I think if if it was if it was at like if it was like a gradual transition of like year on year, he like was more and more focused as a receiver rather than a than a straight running back. I think that you could probably see him like move into that position like very successfully. Um, I think it really depends on his ability to like get contested balls because at the moment a lot of his um, his uh, work receiving is like in check down in situations where he's he's like schemed to be very like very open yeah the extent to which he can really like go up and fight for a ball like you know like a guy like um like Nelson Aguilar or, or um you know or like Golden Tate or these other guys who play in the slot a lot like these they often have to do um I'm not so sure like Michael Thomas um how can you call Michael Thomas a slot receiver? Because he plays in the slot quite a bit. Yeah, but does he do it exclusively? No. No one does it. Julian Edelman does not play in the slot exclusively. I know, but I they feel like a slot wide. receiver, the, like, 
99 times out of 100 will be in the slot. Michael Thomas leads the league in slants caught. That's if you can slant from, from out wide. You slant till you can't. And Michael Thomas... He also, he also leads the league in receptions, though, doesn't he? He's so a glorified slot everything. receiver. Oh, you're a okay. If he makes it work, he makes it work. Exactly. Nothing anyway. wrong with that. Michael Thomas Connor, is still two. a top 10 wide receiver. Right. Anyway, right, my number two. two. Uh, the man leads the league in rushing since he entered the game. And that's Ezekiel Elliott. Drafted in the same draft as Derrick Henry. And so much better. Yep. Yeah, as soon as he, as soon as he took his first snap, he was elite. And he stayed elite ever since. Uh, I think he's led the league, what, like two of the four times he's been in yep. it? And he's rushing. been very close so, in the third. He's very one. close in, I think, even a second. And he took like a set of six-game suspension. Just In, in terms yeah. of yards per attempt and yards per game, he's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, and even, even in terms of being a pass catcher, incredibly good. Uh, and that's on an offense that has fantastic wide receivers. And he's yep. still the, you'd still say he's the vocal point and the heart of that offense. So, yeah, I think he, he's very deserving of my number two spot. Yeah. If I can just interject, my number two spot also goes to Ezekiel Elliott for much the same reasons. Uh, he has led the league in yards per game three out of his four years. This year he had a drop compared to some people who had breakout years. Uh, but yeah, like he's always been, bar one year, whereas Connor said he had a six-game suspension, he's been he, he led the league actually in two out of the three years. But if he didn't have the six-game suspension, you'd imagine he'd have led the league in his first three years because he still managed nine hundred or twelve hundred total scrimmage yards when he had six games off. And other than that, every year he's been very close to two thousand mm-hmm. total yards, fourteen touchdowns this year, which is insane. Uh, Sixteen in his first, like in his first year, he had his best year by far. But that was that's naturally going to happen. But it's not as if he the other ones where he's his breakout year has been infinitely better than every other year. He's always been close to his best, still. And he's just 355 touches on the year, is insane. He's consistently well over 350. Uh, just love the man. Gets my number two spot. Also, 420 yards receiving this year. He's just a king. He's going to lead That's them boys right. to the promised land. Yep. Every year. Every year. All right. Who's your number one, Nick? Oh, because he did it's well for your fantasy. Yeah, I get it. It's our year. It's our year. Yep. Just like Liverpool. It's our year. Every year. Actually, is Liverpool's year this year? So it's going to be Not the Cowboys' year next year. <laughs> is it going to be the Cowboys' saying? year next year? I don't think so. Because the Dallas Cowboys are Liverpool. That's exactly. I know the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are not Liverpool. Yes, they are. They were no, the best team not. in their a couple of decades ago, and they had a dynasty. And then ever since then, they've kind of just, you know, they've had good teams, but they've never uh, reached the peak. Liverpool won the Champions League last year. Champions League well. is something completely different. That's like a cup competition. <laughs> so, so is the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's true, but like Liverpool managed the like Liverpool managed to win the Champions League, say in t- two thousand and five, and they were fifth in the league. Aye. Oh yeah, you so it's like, kind of weird where they're like the fifth best team. 
in their own yeah, league. Yeah, to be fair, they did league. win that on penalty shootouts. Yeah, but they still won. They still I, out there. And like uh, I know, I know that in they soccer, the best like, team, they weren't the best team in, in the Premier in, League la, or uh, in over round a year ball ago. football. I know that in round ball football, a, a, a win is a win. Um, but I, I tend to view like wins in cup competitions where you win the final on penalties. To me, there's always going to be an asterisk there because you could oh, they, not put the game away. I don't think in regulation count. time. You go through to the next round, but they don't count as wins. Like Germany, technically, no, I mean, have never I mean in the final. I mean, oh, in, in the, the final. final. All right, yeah. Yeah, if you win a trophy in a cup competition by winning a penalty shootout at the end of regulation time because you could not score more goals than the other team, to me, that has an asterisk and will always have an asterisk. Well, they actually you said that. put away the game. They said that about Portugal's win in the Euros. They said they got to the final of the Euros without winning a game because they all went to extra time penalties. Yeah, they, they, or something. And, and they came third in their group. Yeah, yeah. which is incredible. Although, although whatever else you could, whatever else you want to say about Portugal in the Euros, and when it came to the final, you know, much to like my own like disappointment, they put the game away in regulation time. It didn't go to penalties. Went to At the time. end of the regulation time, they had scored more goals. To me, that's a win in a football game. Like they're not going to extra in, time in a league game. I thought it was extra in a time. league game. It was extra time. What? Either came yeah. on in the extra time. That's not regulation time. Yeah, I know, but they like, but like they scored, they scored goals in open play. They didn't All win right, by Karen. penalties. But it was nothing to do with Ronaldo, is what I always say. You got That's injured. what brings me no, joy. No, because Adair is a god among men. Yeah, and Ronaldo went Ronaldo off came off the pitch and all I of a sudden... Remember, I remember, I was seeing this video on ESPN said about how they decided to talk about football and said, who's the GOAT? And he goes, well, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo led uh, his home country to a European Championship and Messi's never won a, like a competition on an international level, which fried my head because Portugal weren't really a good team that tournament and he was injured. Yeah. In the game, it wasn't anything the best. to do with Ronaldo. Ugh. Yeah, fucking Americans. I see. Uh, Virgin of Ronaldo, guys, who, uh, who drinks guys, uh, tap water. Any Americans listening to this podcast? Fruit snacks against the Chad Adair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, anyway. Anyway, let's conclude. So let's, con- let's conclude. Matthew's got McCaffrey. Nick's got McCaffrey. I got Barkley. Okay. You guys, I, everyone, I'll just go quick about. Uh, I'll go quick about Barkley, so you guys can bomb one another about some white boy. Uh, I don't know what they say. You guys already said Saquon Barkley is very good. He's a freak athlete, <laughs> and he's come in the league. And he's automatically going to be considered like an all-time great talent. There you are. Go on. Yeah. All right. Basically, for me, the reason Christian McCaffrey is not at number one. Um, in part, it's because he does a lot of things that are very unique, and he does them better than anyone else. And in part, it's also because of Saquon's injury history. Because again, as, as I said before, if Saquon had like stayed fully healthy the past two seasons, for me, he would be number one as well. Um, it's the concern over whether or not he can like play healthy um, and like reach his like ceiling in terms of production that has me like has pegged him down a bit for me. Um, as for Christian McCaffrey, absolute best pass catching running back there is in the league. And yep. if you're going to argue that it's, it's just, it's just daft. There's no argument there. Two words. <coughs> Duke Johnson. If he's <laughs> Christian McCaffrey has respectable receiving yards for a wide receiver. Like if he was on our wide receiver list, he has respectable yards. Yeah, it's all volume. It's all volume. 
Ah, well, it doesn't matter. He, he also gets a production out of it. He has 58 first downs receiving. He has 57 first downs rushing. 1,300 or 1,400 yards uh, receiving. No, sorry, rushing and over 1,000 yards receiving. He does everything and he does it very well. He's a good top five running back. It's pretty good. If you, if, you said that, if you said that it's all volume, like and every single running back in the NFL functions off of volume. Everyone. Yeah. The fact that the Panthers are in a position where they think that it is a game-winning strategy to just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey in every situation means that the Panthers have decided that he is their best bet. Hang on. This is the the, uh, the Panthers OC. I'm trying to find his name. Solomon Brady. He's basically famous. Oh, is it like Brady's... Is it Brady's... Um, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. That's his name. He's, he's, he's his uncle sort of, or something. He's sort of famous for having... Uh, for being a fantasy uh, player's wet dream because he loves <laughs> having a once uh, running back system. So he's he goes against the modern NFL... He spits in the face of that and would rather just give it all to one running back. So what I think is that if Duke Johnson was put in there, he would have similar numbers. I can't help but And if your granny disagree. was your granda, she'd have shaved Connor. That's all we have to say. I mean, to if Carry on Johnson was put in there, maybe he could actually run for more than two yards per car. I'm just saying. I do yeah. He also ha- he also is joint leader in the league with touchdowns. Aye. With nineteen of them, I because he is giving the giving the ball all the bloody time. Because the he's the only have nothing per- else. Yeah. He still and he takes something he is giving the ball, and then he takes it into the end zone. But situation is more important than talent. He has a f- eighty-seven a yard or eighty-four yard long for rushing, which means he was given the ball and then travelled eighty-four yards and did all the fucking work. Leonard Fournette once ran the ball for ninety yards for a touchdown. Oh, that's just in I don't this like season. him. Leonard Fournette is not Christian McCaffrey. He's probably a better runner than Christian McCaffrey. He also has 4.8 yards per attempt. That's a yes, decent amount. Yes, he's very for... good. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> he's just not a nice elite. He's not, he's not what I would call elite. Are I you think his situation drunk? works more. Like for instance, he has a better gave... catch percentage than most of the wide receivers in our list. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you, often he's thrown if it. If you gave, if you gave Saquon Barkley as many rushing attempts and as many passes many we checked on Charlie's as Christian McCaffrey I'd, I'd wager the McCaffrey Barkley would get way more yards I'd wager he'd snap his Achilles and then be fucking no use to anybody yeah you can basically. say that about a lot he of also has like maybe, maybe he has more that's, maybe rushing that's attempts paid McCaffrey because he's a ticking time bomb he has more rushing attempts or he, actually no he, he has just fewer to be fair I read the wrong number is just for your Russian Checkmate attempts. podcast end. All right, we'll see you next week, lads. That was our top ten list. Uh, we'll, we're no, going to see if you go by per game. About, uh, punters on the next podcast. Everyone, get your top ten list going. All right, keep your quiche, lads. Have you actually stopped? <laughs> you can't. I was about to second you. <laughs> you petty bitch.